why you thought you thought that we were going to start. Mostly because I didn't tell anybody that we were going to start. But here we are. Welcome, everybody, to the pre-show of the scene countdown. I'm Sammy Gonzalez, a.k.a. The Mexicans, and joining me again, a smaller crew, a more unique, a more, uh, what is it? Um, what's the compact. word when things are, no, not compact, uh, where it's it's more exclusive because there's less things? Um, um, Finite? No, no, no. Uh, I no, mean, that's like limited edition. This, this <laughs> is the, the third time your show has gone three for three, though. Like three I, shows with three guests. Uh, yeah, it had a nice rotation. Now it's the true excellence because there's no black people on their podcast. Um, <laughs> they got segregated to a different podcast. Yeah, no, they didn't get. That's no Marcos. <laughs> sensitive times. These are sensitive times, Marcos. We can't be making jokes. We just Tommy lost two. Would laugh. We just lost two. Why did I say it like Cosby? We lost two civil rights. Two civil rights leaders today. Um, none of them Bill Cosby, and mostly because he wasn't one, he was apparently just molesting everybody. Point is, it's the pre-show. I had no plans for the pre-show. I actually had no plans for any of this. Uh, I had the plan for the show, of course, and to be here. And and I actually, I'm actually very happy with my list. Uh, it's it's gonna trip you guys out because I don't think you're gonna go with one of them, but I think it's gonna be cool. Um, my list, but um, well, I I actually don't think that like the reason I chose this topic is just because you've been feeling a little blue this week. So it's it's kind of like the for the most part, Corona is terrible. Night, everything that's happening is terrible. But right. if there's one light, it's like, hey, because of Corona, I got to do a couple of things that I wouldn't have given the time to for the most part. Right, and then actually it did work because I mean we'll get into it during the show. But I was like, yeah, I actually have been uh, doing stuff. You know, by the way, welcome. Tiberius Monk, I think it's uh, Kilgore, if I'm not mistaken, um, to the show. I think for the first time in a long time. Welcome to the show. Um, I could be wrong, though. It could be something completely different. It's been a while since I've seen your face, but welcome. Uh, he said to the the bearded men of awesomeness. Man, JJ, I saw you last Saturday uh, when we were <laughs> socially distancing. Bro, you're on another level, man. Your beard, <laughs> your hair, like, not, okay, I'm going to go kind of medieval on this. Oh, that's a great segue, by the way. I'm going to go medieval on this because your hair is as black as pitch. It is so black and it is so thick. I can't imagine like the heat that that shit generates, man. I'm like <laughs> jealous because you have such full head of hair and you're older than me. Uh, shout out to baldness. Um, but it's just like it looks like it hurts. <laughs> and it's, and he's gone. He froze. He's done. But yeah, um, it looks like his hair hurts with the amount of heat it could absorb. I mean, he stays inside most of the time. Yeah, but we were outside in 82 degrees with a fire pit like a bunch of idiots. And I was like, oh, it's so hot. I hate this. Yeah, that was a terrible idea. We just love fire. Oh, shit. JJ's door open. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> He's been kidnapped. Oh, no. no it's like yeah. taken. JJ, I'm, I'm glad he's wearing pants because he could have caught him pantsless. I don't know if you could hear us. JJ, you there? Can you hear us? Yeah. My so you you froze and you were back, but your door was open when you came back. So it just looked like you got kidnapped. <laughs> it was just like, boom. Oh, wow. Boom. And then you were gone. And the door was open. We were terrified. Yeah, um, I, was, I was checking up on the router because it's, okay. it's been acting up. Well, my job requires a lot of bandwidth, too. So I might just need to bite the bullet and upgrade. 
Oh yeah, you might. You got to get that fiber, man. You got to get that fiber. Goes right through you. Goes right through everything. I don't think that's it's a- available in my area, actually. Ah, oh, goddamn. Yeah, that's the thing. Like they're like, you have AT and T fiber. No, no endorsement. I, I prefer Google Fiber. But wait, where did you get a tiny dog? <laughs> my mom's dog is here. What is your mom there? Yeah. Oh, so you're doing the show with your mom in the other room? Yeah, well, it's just kind of one of those, like, we've had a whole day of activities, and I know they were going to be tired. Like, literally, they're going to bathe Eva and go to bed. Oh, well, there you go. Um, well, now you have a tiny little Mexican chihuahua dog. What is that? The, every Mexican family has that. My grandma had a white one of those. What is that? Uh, a white one of those. Uh, what was it? I was going to say corgi. They're not cor- Yorkies. The Yorkies. Corgis. Corgis are way cooler. They're in Cowboy Bebop. Oh, shit. Nobody's seen the post that I put up because I forgot to wait till it uploaded. I always do that. But um, but, so I was actually speaking of Instagram and speaking of uh, old timey. uh, Well, JJ, let me actually let you finish that thought. How is your hair so black and so comfortable? I can't imagine it is. Um, the, The hair doesn't actually bother me like the one on my head. It's the hair on my face that's been troubling. Because this is the longest I've ever had the beard. Yeah, and the mustache. Sweet Lord, the mustache. <laughs> I miss eating soup. And... <laughs> Bro, dairy products are off for me. I, like, every time I eat, like, drink a milk or have an ice cream, it just stays it's... in my beard. Yeah. And, and it like, makes cheese. After my parents came over, I finally broke, and uh, I had a, a drink because uh, I have a little like pour over coffee maker uh-huh. and I had a bottle of Bushmills and I was like, wait, these two go together. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I made myself an Irish coffee and I had some like heavy cream in the fridge that I needed to get rid of anyway. And I was right. like, yeah, I'm going to do this like proper, like an actual bartender Irish coffee. And I poured, I floated the cream on top like you're supposed to. And I took that first sip and I was like, this is amazing. And then, what the fuck? What is all this? (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, is that like, I think it looks great. I think you have a, I think your beard looks great. I think it needs a trim, but you don't trim your beard. Do you even have a beard trimmer? I do have a beard trimmer, but yeah, no, like my, (laughs) my logic is like, what's, what the fuck's the point? Like. I'm not going out anywhere. <laughs> Who do I have to impress? There's nowhere to go. Yeah. That's, yeah. Why, that's why I haven't bought pomade in two months. It's like, well. Well, if you want some, I have some like liner. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and that's the thing. Like I cut my beard off a couple months ago and um, it's finally coming back to like regular glory, but I do need to trim it. So it's a little more even. But like I said, it, or like you said, I should say, um, it's just all over the place. But who am I trying to impress? Like, yeah. who am I looking at? Like, my parents don't give a shit. Like, that's why I don't barely shave my head anymore. Because it's like, nothing matters. Everything's bullshit. Everything's sad. <laughs> but that's why we're talking about things that we discovered, at least in the in the main show. But I put that question out there on Instagram. And so we have a friend, or I have a friend, I should say. I call him Swiss Chocolate because he's a black man from Switzerland. I hope we're uh, talking about what I, what you posted Oh yeah, we are talking about what I posted because it's the greatest. Hold on, let me let me find uh, the post because K K Bowman from uh, uh, Switzerland. That's where the Swiss are. Um, he was like, "What?" Did, he was like, "What did you discover from quarantine?" And some people was like, "How to cook." Some people learned about was it like water connoisseurs, like people who are professional water tasters. Like that was the thing. What was the the official term she used? I'm they, one of those. 
It was a uh, water sommelier. So apparently, there's people that like drink and taste and 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 cultivate the finest waters in the in the land. Um, is let's Topo see. Chico oh. like garbage tier to them? <laughs> Eagle <laughs> Pass water is definitely garbage tier. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? But like uh, Will Figueroa is like, I can cut my own hair and it looks pretty nice and cut other people's hair. Should I become a barber? Uh, Cam was like, I never fully realized how much entertainment we have access to to streaming. Like, yeah, it's it, like an immortal amount of things. And then look at the other answers on my Instagram. But one of them that I want to bring to you guys was the emergence of what's called the bar decor. Now, Marcos, did you know about this? I did not know about this, but it totally, I mean, I, there was only a handful of covers that I could find, but right. I was like, this is awesome. As Jess was pretty annoyed. And at the same time, like, I need to send this to some of my friends. Like, it was a weird half and half <laughs> hit for her. Right. So, like, the one I found, because I was like, Bardcore, because obviously anything X core sounds violent to me. So, um, oh, by the way, Night and Day Nick discovered my girl can cut hair. Yeah, we're not all so lucky, Nick. I can cut your hair. You're not my girlfriend. But uh, I mean, I discovered my boy point, can cut hair is a, almost a oh, statement. Well, I have no hair. It's more so beard. Tr- if you could tr- trim my beard. That'd be the shit. But I mean, you need like a fresh taper and fade it out and like even it out and shit. That'd be great. It'll be like that Bugs Bunny cartoon where it's just like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Right. So 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 going back to Bardcore. So I was like, oh, what is this? Some sort of metal? Like, what the fuck? Right. Not knowing and not just paying attention to the words that are in Bardcore. So if you've watched The Witcher, Bards have made a glorious return to popular culture. Um, uh, Jaskier, is that his name? Uh, Daffodil Jaskier, or Dandelion? Yeah, Jaskier Dandelion. from, from uh, The Witcher. Toss a coin to your Witcher. is bringing back the, the familiarity of Bards and the necessity of Bards. So Bardcore, like all of these videos I'm going to play for you are like two months old. And apparently people were like, you know what we should do? We should cover modern songs in like old timey Renaissance fair, bard, lute, and harma- uh, harps and like basic drums. And we're just going to cover songs that everyone knows. And some of them even going as far as inventing lyrics that are like old timey as well. So this one is a cover of Somebody That I Used to Know by uh, Goti. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. But like, it's amazing. Everybody- Everybody knows someone you used to know. Nobody knows the name of the band, like, for the well, most part. Right. Is that too loud? Is that good? That's good. Cool. So it's like, I'm at a renaissance fair right now. This is great. Now and then I think of when we were together. Okay, I could dig this, right? surely hit the earth of mine I see why you like this one a little bit more. It's the wordplay. Right. Because <laughs> I like the Linkin Park one the most. It kind of went for some reason. <laughs> Felt so lonely in thy company. Like, yeah, I like the wordplay there. No, the one that cracked me up was someone was like, you know what we should do? Fuck it, Shakira and Hips Don't Lie. Oh, I but, heard that one. But, but it was funny I- because it already has like a... Like it already has that kind of like right. It, it, le- it, it lends <laughs> it lends itself to this style of music effortlessly. <laughs> <laughs> like hold on, I, I wish I had uh, the little banjo. 
that I borrowed from you, Marcos, because I feel like I should just... <laughs> oh, there you go, JJ. Toss a coin to your JJ. So, like, that one is real easy. I didn't listen to the Linkin Park one. We're gonna. This is how the show's gonna start. Um, let's see here. Oh, hey, that fixed my camera. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, they did Old Town Road. You got to be kidding me. Uh, I didn't hear the Old Town Road. No, but there's a JoJo one. Like that was the first one that they did. Was it uh, Numb that you heard? Uh, or, yeah, or I Indian. heard in the end, but all I literally typed in was Bardcore. Right. Let's see. That was it. <laughs> like we're gonna go to war and do battle with this. Like I need a sword. Where's I have all these toys and stupid nonsense in my house, but no sword. That was in your last house, right? Oh, they got the didgeridoo in the background. This is too much. Yeah, oh my god! Sword. Oh, see, JJ's all sorts of prepared. What the hell is that? Does that go on your arm? Yeah, it's like an energy sword. It's from oh. StarCraft. <laughs> oh my god! See, I, I have like a light up sword somewhere, but like that one was great. Let me see. There was another one that I was like, "This is just the best." Um, let's see here. I just want to play one more because it was so, what I'm blue. <laughs> What's <laughs> right? <laughs> it's all harpsichord, right? Just uh, <laughs> I'm blue. Down. I want to go a little bit further. Let's go. Oh my god, this is beautiful. Oh man. <laughs> oh my god, it's so stupid, but I could go listen to these for hours. Actually, music is going to be weird music is going to be one of my picks uh in the near future, but I just had to share that because that is the greatest. That's just the greatest and I and it brings me great joy that we could just I don't know. People are like, oh, we're in plague times. Let's just bring our music back to plague times. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that's the thing is like, next time I go to a Ren fair, I will expect to hear this. Like <laughs> if people aren't taking notes right now, playing like the latest pop hits in on their loot or their, uh, what other flutes, L- flute, loot and scooting, whatever, all that stuff, especially in Texas, you got to have a cool country song that they can play. They can convert that to like I want to hear a, a bardcore Tennessee whiskey. What would that sound like? It sounds somber and delightful, but that's that's what I'm looking for. I like Tennessee whiskey. I like Tennessee, or it'd be like it wouldn't be Tennessee whiskey. It'd be like Morcia ale or some shit like that. <laughs> I need some. I can't even do it. I can't even do it, guys. It's. It's a it's a it's a last minute show. Last minute shows are always the best shows because it's like, oh man, we fucking killed it. Too bad nobody was watching. <laughs> <laughs> It'll pick up in the streams, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. People will be like, "What, Sam is?" I want to see who else is on on Twitch right now, just to see, because I can't see with this software here. That was the one big downside was that I was on uh, playing JJ actually yesterday on Mario Kart. Whoop my ass. Him and Key. So shout out to Key, who usually is in the chat. Whoop my ass at Mario Kart. It was embarrassing and infuriating. And I and I hated it. Marcos, I need you to take the fall for me. I needed somebody to beat. <laughs> I need someone to beat. <laughs> what is it? There's like a wrestling term for that, right? Where there's a guy who's just a fall man. Jobber. Jobber. Yeah, you were my jobber. You were the guy that was just supposed to, you know, I can like be I was your repo rock man. Bottom. Exactly. 
I'm going to pretend like I know what that means and say exactly. Um, <laughs> repo Man was a wrestler whose whole gimmick was being a Repo Man. <laughs> it's not that hard to grasp. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. See, because like Repo Man sounds like a outside. I guess what the proper term is kayfabe. Like is like the outside of wrestling stuff, right? Is that the right term? Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. People have so many gimmicks nowadays. No, I understand, but the Repo Man is from the '90s, where um, one of the wrestlers was a giant turkey. Every and the gimmick was a job. Yeah. <laughs> you mean the gobbledygooker? The gobbledygooker. <laughs> oh my god, I remember that that last name uh, is is almost racist, which is like you got to be real careful. But um, let's go watch the premiere of the gobbledygooker because that shit also freaked me the fuck out during wrestling because that was the thing. You guys are still into wrestling. It's still actually able to go on because of uh, COVID regulations, even though like a bunch of people are getting COVID from it, right? Like it's um, only in the WWE so far. <laughs> yeah, the, AW, the AEW, it's like, I, oh, I talked to someone that had COVID, and it's like, you're home for a month. Like, they just write you off the show. But the yeah, WWE they, is like, so do you have any symptoms? Do you have a fever right now? It's like, no. Yeah, they right. take your temperature, and then they started like letting – not fans, but the wrestler's family and friends come in uh, to, like, fill up the crowd. And they, at first, explicitly denied them to wear masks. Right. <laughs> right. Because Completely it's fucking, backwards. <laughs> fucking, what's his name? Uh, McMahon, and he don't give a shit. He's just all about that money. But McMahon back in the day, you can... <laughs> Oh, no, JJ's dying. <laughs> he went robot oh, no. voice. <laughs> Yeah, JJ, we couldn't hear you. What does he feel? What does he believe in? I don't know. I'll never know. Oh, he believes that you can flex the the COVID away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was also in charge of the 90s, right? Wasn't that a mad TV skit? Like, oh, I just... No, that was a Chuck Norris joke. Chuck Norris got cancer, (laughs) but he flexed it away. (laughs) Marcus, you're dating us. People don't know who Chuck Norris is anymore. You're dating us. You can't do that. Um, he was like Vin Diesel, like just ten that's, years ago. That's dating us even more. I don't even know who the. I think The Rock is the only like modern people love the Fast and the Furious movies. I don't. I haven't seen one since three. But I saw Hobbs and Shaw. That was fine. Fine. <laughs> it was fine. Like they were all like techno. They had like their guns and their armor, and then they're like, "Oh no, we shut down the computer. Now we get to use our Maui fucking uh, Maui warrior powers against these just regular military guys." And we have spears and clubs when they had guns, but all the guns are apparently electronic and don't work anymore. So um, it was kind of dumb, but I enjoyed it. But point is, Vince McMahon in the '90s didn't give a fuck about keeping people alive because he introduced the goddamn wild turkey. As one of the guys. <laughs> the month? Huh, who knows? Survivor well, Series? What? Yeah. <laughs> he debuted in, in Survivor Series. Survivor Series in November pay-per-view. Right. Yeah. I probably saw this live. This is probably also the, the Survivor Series where the Undertaker debuted, I think. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh. <laughs> Everyone's like, what, what the fuck the is this? Is this? <laughs> I don't know what it Take is. Take a Rob. look at it, ladies and gentlemen. I know I don't know what it is. A, like beat, a little rooster tail up on top. <laughs> like somebody was like, you know what? This is a great idea. A pair of legs like my mother in law, pal. 
I think they just thought it was an idea. That, what was the name? JJ, what's the name of the dude with the Stormtrooper helmet? Shockmaster. The Shockmaster. Yeah. <laughs> that's worth that's worth a laugh. Like just go just oh. YouTube like the de- shock. He only has a debut. I don't think he ever even had a match. Don't tell me you're the gobbledygooker. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> He's acting is like that all you do is gobble. <laughs> well, on Thanksgiving, what would you expect? God bless that guy. Who's the announcer? Who's that guy? Mean Gene Okerlin. God bless him, because he's talking to a goddamn turkey and trying to keep it serious. Uh, what was it? What was his name? Shockmaster. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, yep, that's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> I have seen this before. Not maybe not the exact thing, but. Why are they in like a Sally Jesse Raphael fucking set? They used to have sets. Like, now they just like set up in the ring. Yeah. Who their special tag team partner is, brother? You better go down. You shut up. I'm going down when I want to. Who the fuck is that? Sid Vicious. He's got great curls. All right, let me skip ahead. Oh my god. he is none other. That guy just has his back to the camera. That's. <laughs> oh shit! So <laughs> I'm the shock master. Wait, was he supposed? To, is he supposed to be a joke? No, no. Oh my it's god! Supposed to be a, like a badass intro, and he's not supposed to fall down. <laughs> and the helmet wasn't supposed to fall off. No, but if it fell off there, it would have been like. How would it kept on in the ring? Like he just <laughs> fell forward. I think he was going to take it off. Is what it was yeah. supposed to be. But How you are. get ready. Wait, that's his voice. You want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? Come and get me. Come after me, Sid. I'm ready. Along with Davy Boy, Sting, and Dusty Rhodes, we'll see you. At the fall brawl. This is ridiculous. What? Can we go back to that? Can we use copyrighted helmets? Like a Boba Fett helmet, just bedazzled? And be like, I am uh, I am Crypto, the Wonder Dog. I don't know. I, was, I didn't know where to go with that one. But um, I don't know, man. Oh, my God. That thirst. The thirst is real. Hold on. Who's, who's bothering me? Hold on. Oh my god. Uh. All right, guys. Well, you know what? It's already kind of late. I just realized it's like 9:30, 9:45. You guys want to get on with the show? Let's go. Fucking Woo! You said the energy wasn't there. Now the energy's there. I got the drink of water. I'm like, let's fucking go. Um, I didn't actually get anything prepared in terms of the theme music because uh congratulations to my brother and his girlfriend, one year anniversary. Spent some time with them, and that was a great time for everybody. Uh, we were on Skype, and uh, his um, his girlfriend enjoys like the fair, like the state fair or the county fair. Like she likes fair foods and stuff. So we're like, all right, let's have a Skype call and let's eat some fair food. So I bought corn dogs and I made little mini churros, and they came out delightful. Um, but yeah, we were just sharing stories about the fair, and I actually never been to the Texas County, is it Texas State Fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never went, never had a chance, and I don't think I ever will. Big sad, but you know what? We're not talking about things we can't do. 
We'll talk about the things that we can do. So, Marco, I'm going to need your help, man. Could you go ahead and get us a sweet, sweet intro with your bullshit, nonsense, verbal lyrics? Give me one second. Okay. Are you going to pull up one of the old shows <laughs> and play the theme song for us? Uh, Sure. I mean, I, I, I didn't ask you to, but... So what's wrong with taking Welcome, everybody, to the Sync Countdown. I'm Sammy Gonzalez, <laughs> a.k.a. The Mexcellence, being brought in by non-copyright infringing uh, uh, hardcore all-star. Thank you for that, Marcos. And joining me down below, goddammit, we have... We have Marco, Marco on the bardcore. On the bardcore. Smash Mouth hates this song, by the way. They're not going to sue you for it. Wait, why do Smash Mouth hate this song? That's their song. <laughs> that that attitude is exactly why they hate that song. It's like we have other songs. We've no, had we other. Don't. They have "Walking on the Sun." That's all they have. And then I'm a believer. That's it. And 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 don't delay. Act now is every car commercial in the '90s. We've heard it. Fuck off, Smash Mouth. Okay, just just be okay with what you are. And that's the All Star guys. You were in Rat Race. You remember Rat Race the movie? They're the big concert at the end where they give away the million dollars. Nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about right now. So I'm just gonna throw it to our host. To my left, screen right, we have. Where is his button? There's his button. It's a race. <laughs> I'm weaning. I'm weaning. <laughs> Don't think I haven't seen a Mr. Bean movie. I've seen them all, damn it. <laughs> he said with great pride. JJ, what's your name? Uh, oh, I'm JJ. There he is, everybody. And so today, oh no, your scroll, your ticker's still there. Today we are talking about where did it go? Not, <laughs> not Shrek, baby. We're not talking about Shrek, baby. We are talking about top five top- Shrek characters. There's so many uh, of them. Um, Donkey, because he fucked a dragon. <laughs> you know how difficult that's got to be. Let alone one fitting and two timing and angles. That just—that's a feat, man. I'm surprised he did it. I don't know how he did it. I don't want to know how he did it. I'm not into that fandom. Point is, our top fives today are going to be talking about the top five quarantine finds. Now, uh, I don't know how broadly you guys looked at this question because I thought about it as like TV. Video games, movies, uh, uh, maybe even outside discoveries, like things about yourself. I kind of even went that far with it. I don't know what you guys did with this top five. I don't know. Uh, JJ, what, how did you think of this top five? I mean, I could go with something outside because I discovered that I do not like working from home. Or maybe I just do not <laughs> like my job. <laughs> a little column A, a little column B. One of the two. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's that the latter one. Um, but, uh, but no, like, uh, I went mostly with media and a couple of like things that I've been doing differently now with COVID. Okay. So you also went the outside realm as well. There's discovery in, in the ethereal sense. I keep saying ethereal, but then like, I almost messed it up and say like urethral. And that's not <laughs> I've done it like four times off camera. Like when my friends are like, are you, what are you talking about urethras for? And it's like, I'm dumb. Ethereal is the right word. But Marcos, how did you approach this as you take a big old swig of water? Well, no. Um, 
I mostly stayed to media for the most part. Um, just because uh, I took this as a this is a lazy time for the most part. Like Corona does not allow you to climb every mountain. But I mean, it's an outdoor thing, and you can do that. I mean, but you can't travel. Right. For the most part. So I mostly stuck to media. It's like, what have I been able to uh, finally get around to now that I have a little bit more time? Like you okay. add in the, the two hours that I don't commute a day and all the other bullshit. Right. Like I moved to this new spot. Never had a, I mean, commuted one week and I was late one of those days because <laughs> I ran out of gas. And then I've been here ever since. And I just realized and, and don't send this to my boss, people. But like. Working from home is so easy because nobody's breathing down your goddamn neck. I love it. Like, they try to bother you a little bit, but it's like, you're on the internet. Fuck off. I'm going to do my thing. And I've actually <laughs> kind of done better, actually, without everyone hounding me. So, you know, a little little bit of like, ah, I'm doing better slash like more comfortable slash I'm just getting better at my job. But, oh, my God, Marco's showing the money business. But um, so with my top five, I guess uh, who wants to go last? I guess that's the real question. Cause I can go last. Okay, so then I'll go first, or JJ, do you want to go first? I have my list right here. I actually finally hammered it down. It was very difficult to hammer down, but I don't uh, know. Actually, mine kind of sucks. I'll go with mine. So <laughs> my number. Oh, I switched it up. I ha- wait. Why do I have six? Oh my god, I ruined my own shit. <laughs> you gotta move one of one of them honorable yeah, mentions yeah, now. Yeah, no, I, I, okay, so it's actually not so bad. Well, I guess I'll start off because um, it needs a little bit of describing. So we were listening to music, we were listening to Bardcore earlier, right? So I was actually gonna spend one of my top five picks on music, like five songs I discovered, but then I realized you guys would just yell at me and be like, "Why did you have seven number fives as your <laughs> as one pick?" So I had to kind of consolidate it down to certain things I found. Now I will say this, the song I've been, or the album I've been listening to the most, um, this quarantine time has been after hours by the weekend. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's all kind of eighties inspired synth. It's, I like the weekend's voice. It's a very good album. So like, uh, let me see if I can find a song. So I'll play like the, the title, uh, track from after hours. I'll play a clip before we get, uh, Copywritten. So let me go ahead and just play a little bit of the weekend so you guys can see what I'm into right now. Hold on, let me, hold on, let me get past the breakdown. Okay. We're going to get copyrighted so hard, baby. Here it goes. So then. Okay, so you guys are getting the feel of it, right? Very, it's it's the weekend. He play kind of plays a similar uh, style of music, um, pretty much in all his albums. It varies differently, but like this one's very, like I said, eighty synth inspired. So with that eighties aesthetic and with that shift, I kind of went down the rabbit hole of looking up covers of the song I like or just like different versions of it, and that's when I happened upon slowed down reverb mix like that's literally actually you know what i fucked up this was i don't know what happened i I actually added a number everything's kind of fucked up but anyway this is my number five Uh, slowed down reverb remixes so you guys heard that song right it was very kind of a high high energy and you know kind of poppy and it kind of thumped a little bit right yeah so 
what people have been doing is they've been slowing down the songs, I think maybe like 25%, adding reverb, and then putting like anime on a loop in front of it. And it creates this like kind of aesthetic 80s weird film type of thing where I just have been watching these videos and playing it on my phone and getting really into it. So now this is the same song that I was playing. Hopefully I can skip it a little bit ahead. But with all the aesthetic kind of thrown into one, it just creates a different spooky vibe that's also kind of awesome. That's also kind of like driving in the nighttime kind of neon awesomeness that I've just really enjoyed. So like every little synth, every little bass drop, every little thing just gets emphasized, distorted and fucked up. And I've just been really, really digging all of these different like versions of these songs. Most of them are like the weekend, but then you have other versions from like, there's like a John legend song. You got like Lincoln park. People have been doing this too. Everyone just kind of does it and then sees if it works well. Um, and half the time it's pretty shitty, but then the other half it's amazing. Like uh, this one has 6.3 million views. It was 10 months ago. It's uh post Malone uh, circles. You guys have heard it. You've heard it on the radio, but this is it slowed down and reverb. so like what is a two people running in circles in anime have to do with post malone nothing and you know what i see that you guys are faces kind of like huh that's interesting that's the thing about music music is very specific and i like weird things so i'm not expecting you guys to necessarily like it all that much but i dig the fuck out of it and i've been listening to it almost nonstop. It's actually kind of weird how you fell into that hole because I would have fallen into it differently because I feel like I have clicked on a couple of these videos, but it was not the back, not the front door that you went. I went through the back door, which was probably literally using like beats to study to or whatever that those things are called. That's just a spin that what you're listening to now is a spin off of those videos for the most part. Like usually it's they throw in movie quotes when they slow it down and then mess with it. Right, yeah. And that what you're doing, what you're watching is the same thing, except they took out the movie quotes and put in anime, right. which even the one that I listened was watching to. It's an anime character the, the do it, studying, helping me study. Like, that's how I would have clicked on those. Yeah, I actually listened to similar stuff on the uh, on the rare occasions that I actually listen to music while I work. Most of the time I don't. I'm just not wired that way like i don't feel the need to but every once in a while yeah i feel like all right i'll turn on spotify and like blast whatever the fuck i feel like and piss off my neighbors so right. <laughs> and and usually like i'll i'll go for something if it's not like video game background music because like that's what it's what it is it's just background music right right i'll, I'll play uh uh like vaporwave kind of stuff 
Yeah. Or, or like synth heavy stuff, yeah. like the Midnight or something. Right. And eventually, Spotify will run out of albums, and it'll just like random me uh, stuff that like comes up on your YouTube. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> Right, like this is just like Drake's. Just hold on, we're going home. But like they just slowed it down, like a put Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball on. Just hold on, like they're not doing anything miraculous with it. They're just throwing old anime and throwing a VHS filter on it. But for some reason, that's just like transcendental to me. And I just really, really enjoy it. Uh, that was going to be my number four. I don't know. My list got all fucked up, but that is <laughs> my number five. No, I said number six and I was like, what? That's bullshit. But, like, <laughs> I, I totally narrowed it down, but my number five uh, slowed down, added reverb remixes to songs, particularly the tracks from the weekend's album after hours. This is legit. Creepy. In my opinion, well, that's because <laughs> you don't like neon colors and aesthetics. I think it does. It's just kind of like it does. I think it's supposed to be creepy. Like you could definitely grab a couple of those songs you played and make a horror video. Hold on. So you want to know what's even more embarrassing, though? Um, well, isn't that what people are doing with the trailers now? Like, they're just taking popular songs and slowing them the fuck down. That's actually, yeah, like, that's the Candyman trailer. That's exactly what it is. Oh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to play this song slower and add shit to it. It's the same thing. <laughs> hey guys, you actually want to know something even more embarrassing that I just realized right now? Hmm. So in, I, don't, I guess it would be high school times? I, I would have to say it was high school times when, like, the Alvin and the Chipmunks started coming out with the three, the C, the CG versions of themselves. Like, mm-hmm. I was always a fan of Alvin and the Chipmunks. But then I realized that I could do it. Like, I can be an Alvin and the Chipmunks. I can make Alvin and the Chipmunks covers because I just do a little bit about editing, which is you got to just slow everything down and then speed it up. So, like, I just used to, like, listen to Chipmunks covers, which is the inverse of it. It's just mm-hmm. And I found, I looked up Weekend chipmunks version and people are still doing it with low res images of those goddamn chipmunks <laughs> but it's like you can't just dust it up there's a craft to it and they're losing it everything old is new again in different ways my number five jj what is your number five <laughs> my number five this is actually something that i kind of discovered recently or rediscovered um okay. So I haven't done too much of it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, damn it, now, now, now that thought is in my head. <laughs> I'm a chipmunk soldier boy. <laughs> Sorry, so uh, yeah, that's why you got to watch people. That's why you got to watch because you're missing the visual cues on the show. So come watch us twitch.tv slash the excellence. But you were saying you, you were free familiarizing yourself uh, with uh, manga. So uh, as I may or may not have made pretty obvious, I, I like the animes uh, and and the precursor to animes, right? A guy in a Pikachu shirt likes anime? Oh, no the shit. The fuck you say? It's <laughs> <laughs> um, one of your five shirts. Come on. Come on, JJ. I have more than five. It's just, you know. Two of them are this. Two of them have Pikachu. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, it started with uh, Gantz because I uh, I remember Gantz from like high school where it was like so it was one of those like 
edgy ones that you're like, oh, teacher better not catch me reading this because there's boobs in it and stuff and people die. Uh, I, I can't really recommend Gantz <laughs> like, <laughs> like wholeheartedly. It's, ah, it did not age well. This like, is what you're doing? Today. Uh, like, the anime yeah, or the manga? Both. Like okay. I, I can't really recommend the anime because there's never a com- there hasn't been like a complete series of Gantz in anime, huh? and I can't really recommend the manga like wholeheartedly because it just hasn't Jesus. aged well. Jesus like Christ. there's there's some stuff in there that you're like okay yeah the, looking at this with like an adult 2020 perspective a woke perspective right this is bad. Um, but the premise of Gantz is pretty interesting. Like, if it, I think the dude is still writing it, if he lost some of that edge lord lordiness, like wearing black trench coats and blah blah blah, yeah, that he had back in the day. I keep looking at it. I'm just like, this is getting worse and worse. I don't like it. <laughs> it's hyper violent, but uh, the premise is really cool. But anyway, that led me to finding out that uh, Shonen Jump, like the biggest uh, anime or manga distributor in Japan, uh-huh. has an app in in the U.S. that you can download and you can buy manga off of and just uh-huh. read it on your phone. And so that's what I've been doing. Uh, one of the ones that I just, like, discovered today and I've been, like, pretty interested in it, I'm probably going to buy, like, the volumes of it as they come out, is called Chainsaw Man. What? Uh, <laughs> that sounds like like there's not much subtlety to it, and there, uh, yeah. there is not. No, no, no. He's <laughs> he's a man that has a chainsaws. Yeah. Oh uh, my! And a little buddy with a chainsaw on his forehead. So spoilers, but it's like the first volume. Uh, he's in debt to the mob, to the yakuza. Okay. And they so made a movie he, about this, didn't they? I think they're going to. Yeah. Like I it, think it, I or, I saw a trailer for it, and I was like, this is. Because <laughs> to begin with, anime movies are garbage, like right. for the most part. <laughs> the live action ones, but but yeah, he's a uh, well. Technically, his dad was in debt to the mob, and now the he inherited the debt. So in this world, there's like demons just like wandering around, and one way to earn money really quickly is by killing them, becoming right. a, a demon hunter. Right, right. He. He happened to stumble upon a little devil dog that has a chainsaw for a face, and that became his buddy. And that, like, they would hunt demons together for for the yakuza, but the yakuza betrays him, and they they kill him and they chop him up into pieces. And they also oh my God. they also kill the little devil dog, but the devil dog has you know the power to bring him back to life. So they basically fuse. They do the fusion dance while they're chopped up into pieces. And the guy comes back to life. The little devil dog isn't there anymore, sadly. But Aww. he has his powers. Is that where he has like the teeth and the chainsaw face? Yeah. Oh my god. That this is this is why I don't read manga. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I, can't handle this, I can't handle this type of uh, story arc. You know. I mean, they're not all like that. Although The Promised Neverland is also pretty fucked up. But I highly recommend reading and watching The Promised Neverland. <laughs> I mean, I try to get into comics again. Like, I've, I've, I've done a lot of trying to get back into stuff. Never was too into manga, but I did try to get back into comics. And it's really just as bad. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not trying to... I, I mean, comics... 
are stupid. Comics are dumb. Like even like American DC Marvel, they're all dumb. Like they all eventually just start running yeah, out of stuff. Like, but, what if you made Superman a communist and he also loved his mother in that, a biblical way? It was like that oh. one was okay. It's just that Superman has been going on for a hundred years. Like I was talking to Edward about it, where it's like, what can you name something that you can do? Let's make him super powerful and a god. Done. Let's make him a Nazi. Done. Let's make him lose his powers and have to go get them back done several times actually like everything right. with Let's him, have him fight muhammad ali done <laughs> wait, wait hold on wait go ahead with it keep going uh marcos oh no i was just uh i try to read old man quill because i love the the guardians and it was just like oh yeah i didn't i didn't even finish the first omnibus of it and i was like this is not because Old Man Logan, obviously a historically good comic, Old, Old Man Logan the movie, and Guardians of the Galaxy all all kind of pushed me where, like, this will be fun. It was not fun. Oh, <laughs> So, uh, Chainsaw Man. And then, like, like, three months ago, Chainsaw Man is the millennial hero we deserve. When was it released? Do you remember? Uh, or do you know? It's fairly new. Like, okay. uh, that's the thing with Shonen Jump, since it's the biggest publisher and distributor you kind of have to be like super popular to keep going 2018 yeah and so for it to be around for as long as it has is an accomplishment in and of itself but like i said i barely started reading it so i i'm not that far into it i don't know that much but what i have seen i'm like i'm digging this and i will continue to read this all right so your number five i guess broadly is manga but particularly chainsaw man yep all right, Marco, what is your number five? Uh, my number five is going to be a weird step from JJ, just because it's so <laughs> down to earth. Uh, I, ran. I had Gantz on mine. <laughs> um, but um, for the most part, it's more in line with yours. But it's so I'm always a big concert person. I'm a big concert goer. Um, most of the bands I see play small venues, so they're they don't they're not like Drake or The Weeknd. They're just like. Well, I can take a year off and be fine, like live off the radio money kind of thing. Right. Um, it, the coronavirus has actually hit this kind of at, foundation so hard. I think two of the five venues that I frequent have already gone under. Damn. Like, yeah, it's just hard times. Can't do live shows. Can't do live shows. Can't make live money. Hot so. hands, daddy. Hot hands. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, it's not as cool as a live concert, but it is. It has its own redeeming uh, factors, which are a lot of my. Since a lot of the bands that I like, like they have day jobs and stuff, uh, what they're doing now is they're doing live streams. So they're on Instagram, they're on uh, Facebook, they're on Twitch parties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And all they're doing, you're not getting the energy of being at a concert, but you're getting, you're trading it for some intimacy, like. Uh, they'll. Uh, I I posted the link already, oh, but it's cool. just like you're seeing them in their in their natural habitat. You're seeing them in their house, and you're getting like a little bit more. You know that little sidebar conversation you'll get once in a while. It's like, hey guys, how y'all doing today? Like you get a lot more of that, but it's more in depth. And another one of the trade offs are because well, what Brian Fallon was doing, like he even uh, was he made a T shirt about it called "Sitting Around the Table." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like that's what it is. It's just like, hey, I'm at home. Let's talk about songs uh, for the most part is you're getting like a little bit um, 
behind the curtain kind of view of like what the uh, what goes through their minds when they're making these their music for the most part. Right. You know, and that's the, so your number five, I guess, by definition, is social distance concerts. I guess. Yeah, I, I would I would go with that. Yeah, because that's the thing. Um, so clearly, I, I think I was inundating you guys all either on my social media or even on the show um, when uh, "Pedals for Armor," the new Haley Williams Paramore uh, album came out. I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna go watch this in concert." And it was like the week coronavirus was like, "Oh, we gotta start shutting things down." I was like, "Fuck it, I'll buy a concert ticket. Fuck this." Three hundred dollars <laughs> later, and then I guess a month ago, and I haven't been able to see it. But the funny thing about it is. She's been on Instagram live a whole bunch and playing covers of songs and showing her rehearsals. And it's like, wow, I usually didn't care this much about music. I would have just gone to the concert and called it a day. But I'm over here getting all this sweet, sweet content where it's like, oh, I'm going to cover this Bjork song. I'm going to cover this one song that I like. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's all hippy dippy weird shit. But it's also like interesting to see what your favorite artists like, you know. So I've also been kind of engaging in that kind of stuff, too. Does he ever play music in this clip or not? Nah? Uh, they play, it's just weird to see with the camera. Like he might even be playing right there for the most I think part. So. Yeah. yeah. But because it's Instagram, like uh, it's, yeah. And then like, for the most part, they're not playing, even playing their music. They're playing like, Hey, today I feel like playing this Bob Dylan song just because. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Like what's her name? The I mentioned Haley Williams was like singing Whitney Houston. And I'm like, I love Whitney Houston. She's like playing a slow piano version of I want to dance with somebody. I'm like, can you play that for for me forever in the privacy of a bedroom or something? Like, I don't even want to do anything with you. I just want to listen and cry. Like, <laughs> like that's how intimate I want it to be. It's like, I just want to. That's how you like, seduce women, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Sometimes, <laughs> hey, sometimes you need to just listen to some music, JJ, with, with your fine lady. And, and hold the pillow and cry. All right, JJ, what do you know about women? All right? It works all the time. I know they like my hair. That's about <laughs> it. As far as I got. Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that they like my beard, but you equally have a thick beard, and that's upsetting. So you can't keep taking the best things, JJ, or else you're going to take all the excellence women from me. Well, I'm not going to magically grow six feet. So. <laughs> yeah, but... But in the words of Beyonce in the famed song "Bootylicious," my All body my shirts too. The box to the left. That's that's irreplaceable. Uh, why do we not play Beyonce songs? My my body's too vibrant. All the single ladies. God damn it! You can't just keep naming Beyonce songs that aren't the one I'm talking about. It's talking about hit single. I mean, I'm out of songs. Uh, marmalade swag in the bag, something like that. Lemonade. I got hot sauce in my bag swag. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I, I guess. Marmalade. I mean, I haven't heard that song since the Super Bowl. <sighs> uh, <laughs> my number four, which was originally number five, is Beyonce. I discovered Beyonce. Actually, this is a, this is a hot take. Uh, I enjoy Beyonce as a person. She seems cool. I'm kind of sick of her as an icon. Like, I just, I don't like her fans. Her fans are fucking annoying. And like, at least K-pop fans are annoying, but they like, solve the republic's problems like they're actually <laughs> they didn't solve them they just created issues which is good right like, it, if they're going to be disruptive be disruptive for all purposes political uh social whatever right do good and use your powers for good beyonce however her fans are just annoying they de- like they make her feel like a like a deity and i don't like that not because i'm catholic could be but it's just um it's just kind of gross, and and I don't think she deserves all the praise. Very talented, probably some one of the most talented people in the world, 
I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve it. I'm just saying I, it bugs me. But oh, by the way, uh, keep her away from movies for fuck's sake. Yeah, someone said that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, if you make Beyonce storm, I'm punching you all in the face. But um, mine, she'll be better than Holly Berry. Holly Berry at least has charm, though, like visible charm. I mean, yeah, she lost her Storm's accent. Storm's not supposed to be charming. I don't. I know that, but <laughs> it's like Will Smith being a superhero. It's just like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. He's Will Smith. That's kind of how I feel about it. So my number uh, five, which is now my number four, is. It's an app that millions of people use every day. Pokemon and Go. No, <laughs> it's not Pokemon Go. It, it's it's one that more people, politicians, artists, uh, various internet thoughts. Um, me. Oh, I... yeah. My number four. I'm on Twitter a lot now. Oh. I was. I couldn't. What'd you think it was? TikTok. Oh no, I've not got it. <laughs> See, here's the thing about TikTok. One, Chinese government's gonna take over. No, fuck that. Um, no, but uh not Tinder, fuck you, Arkham. <laughs> Tinder, Tinder, Tinder is the driver. The real life Pokemon go. <laughs> Except if you throw your balls at him, you're going to jail. But um no twitter so the thing was is like for the longest time i was like i don't get twitter twitter's moving too like it would move too fast i never knew anything i wasn't able to keep up and for whatever reason just out of boredom i was like you know facebook instagram facebook instagram reddit reddit instagram facebook reddit instagram facebook just kind of going back i was like i need another in the rotation so twitch started just evolving into that other one i started i I never wanted to be a tweeter because you, as you guys can see, people will tweet something 10 years ago and then they'll get canceled immediately for some old shit that they don't mean anymore. There's plenty of things that I said back in the day that I don't mean anymore that I've grown from, right? But Twitter has always been dangerous for me. And I just I took the approach when I first started Facebook. Like, I'm not going to post anything stupid. I'm going to be okay. And I just started getting back on the whole Twitter bandwagon. I've just been watching videos, uh, being updated on the finest TikToks. The, the good TikToks make it to Twitter and then to Facebook. So I'm getting things a little bit easier and quicker. But then, of course, I discovered my favorite thing in the history of the world, which is the Twitter, I'm sorry, the Twitter hashtag handle, whatever, uh, Perfect Screams. I think I showed you that before. Yeah. It is my favorite thing in the world because all it is just videos of people getting into the shenanigans where their scream is perfectly cut at the end of it. Like this kid who found star power in his Mario bar, uh, Mario birthday party. What is that? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and it's just shit like that where, if I wasn't on Twitter, I wouldn't have found it. Like stupid shit like this. Hold on, let me. I gotta. I'm, I'm just gonna scroll through a couple. Don't make me do it. Do it. <laughs> like just like I could just do this all day, and it just cracks me the fuck up. I love it so very much. This one's a little saucy, but this shit cracks me up too. Oh, oh man, I'm stuck. Hey, step bro, I'm home. No. 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 <laughs> Just like the internet is 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 chaos 
and Twitter, I'm actually getting more news out of it. On uh, I'm getting more jokes out of it, uh, and I'm and I'm sharing things and uplifting people as best I can. So my number four, which was my number five, which is now my number four, Twitter. Uh, JJ, what is your number four? My number four is uh, a Netflix show. Well, not a Netflix show. It just happens to be on Netflix. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I had never watched the, what is it, The People versus O.J. Simpson. Right. Um, purely because I had already, like, at the time it premiered, I had already been watching, like, a bunch of documentaries about the case and everything and blah, blah, blah. So you were alive like, when it happened. There was like right. three that came out that uh, at the same time, I think. And we get yeah. that all the time. Like, I think yeah. we're, we're in like the second of three Epstein documentaries. Like, we're they just come right. out in threes. <laughs> we're at the deep impact of Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but like that that case, like I felt like uh, I, I know enough about it to like not want to or have to watch like a dramatization of it. So I right. didn't watch the show. And I still haven't, because my number four is actually the sequel series or the spinoff series, The Assassination of Gianni Versace. Oh, what? (laughs) So like with the O.J. Simpson case, like you mentioned, I was alive during the O.J. Simpson trial and everything. I was also alive for the assassination of Gianni Versace, like when the actual murders took place. But... Mm -hmm. You know, I was a kid, and I didn't give a shit about, like, a man who makes dresses. Wait, is that Ricky Martin? That guy kind of looked like Ricky Martin. <laughs> Hold on. Sebastian's Wait. not here to correct you, so... Oh, I, man. I don't, I... Hold on. JJ froze in the middle of his explanation, but hold on. Let me see if I can pull that up. I mean, that guy kind of looked like Ricky Martin. Hold on. It is Ricky I don't... Martin. Oh, it is Ricky Martin! Yeah! <laughs> Upside, inside out! It's fucking Ricky Martin! Alright, so, yeah. JJ, you... You froze a little bit, so uh, backtrack to it. You were a kid, but didn't give a fuck about some guy getting shot in the face. Right. Like, well, not that I didn't give a fuck in that way, but like, I had no idea who Gianni Versace was. And right. you know, to a certain degree, being you know a stereotypical cis hetero male, I still don't know who Gianni Versace was. Uh-huh. But, uh, Wait, is he the owner of Versace? The, yeah, the thing? Has, okay. Yeah, it, it was his company. Well, it's the family company because he has a sister and his mom also was a dressmaker. Right. Um, all this I learned from the show. <laughs> right. So uh, it was a really interesting, you know, drama, but it's one of those where, like, I, I have to, like, advise people to take it with a grain of salt. Like, Whoa. Even... Yeah, because that guy was just at a weird, like, a sex pervert party with duct tape on this guy's face with a corkscrew. What's right, that about? Yeah. Uh, the, he's the guy that kills Gianni Versace, the dude with the not the tape on his face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that and this is like episode two. So the series works backwards for the most wow. part. It'll it starts with the murder of Gianni Versace and then it goes back in time a little bit and then back in time a little bit, back in time a little bit. Right. Until until eventually the last episode is the aftermath. Uh-huh. Um. So as you're as they're peeling back the layers, going back, 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 you're seeing more and more of this character, the the murderer's like psychosis sort of right, like right. setting in. And uh yeah, it's just the acting is really good. That guy, uh I forget his name, I think it's Darren Chris. 
Uh-huh. He he like n- knocks it out of the park with the performance. Though, um, yeah, like I said, the it's it's totally a drama. Like they <laughs> right. they do take stuff that was inspired by the case, and like a lot of the facts are are actual facts. Uh-huh. But the the Versace family has come out and said like this this show is made up like. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Don't come to us with this bullshit. <laughs> like, right. This is all lies. But like, uh, how made up? Is it like pain and gain made up, or straight up gladiator made up? Like we just that, that like depends. only the names are real. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd say it's more like pain and gain made up. Okay. Um, because yeah, like uh, everything. The timeline sort of lines up. There, 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 there is some fuckery with the timeline just so that it flows better, right? Um, but yeah, like the, the the people he killed, they 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 were really killed, and he was really like on the lamb for as long as the show makes him out to be on the lamb, and a lot of the sort of fumbling of the case uh, also actually happened. Damn. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that um, looks pretty fucking crazy, man. That looks like some crazy shit. It's on Netflix? It's on Netflix. It's an FX mm. show, and it's a... Uh, so they're doing sort of the similar thing that they did with the American Horror Story, where it's like uh, the the seasons don't connect. This oh. is technically season two of, of... the Trials of O.J. Simpson or whatever. No, it's American Crime Story. That's American the Crime theme. Story, yeah. That's the... Yeah. So, yeah, the... Uh, I just I recommend it. It's a good watch uh, if you're into like true crime kind of shows. This is definitely one to check out. I mean, it's got Ricky Martin in it. You gotta say less. <laughs> gotta say less. Um, but yeah, you're number four. The assassination of Gianni Versace. Marco, what is your number four? I don't have a clip for this because you're gonna find it right off the bat. Uh, and I'm gonna make a couple of enemies before that. So I had a lot more time. So I tried to fill it with shows that I had not given the time of day before because I kind of hate sitcoms for the most part in the sense yeah. that to watch a new sitcom, a, one season is 30 episodes or 24 episodes. It's like this 20 is 20 minutes a piece. That's like five, six hours, right? Well, a lot of them are an hour long. So it's like, oh, I, shit. yeah. So it's like, no, I'm not going to do this. So. I tried The Office, went through one season, was like, no, I hate it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't even enjoy this enough. And then I have people that are like, no, you got to watch it till season three. That's when it gets good. And it's like, bro, that's <laughs> six, no, that's, that's like a day of my life. I can't do that. <laughs> the way I was with Arrow, I was like, oh, come on, for real. <laughs> um, right, right. Uh, tried that with, uh, what's the Stranger Things for the most oh, part? Oh, okay. And it's yeah. okay for the most part, but there's just there's not a lot of hooks. It's just a lot of tropes. So yeah. it's kind of like the Big Bang Theory for me. It's like, <laughs> oh, if we just keep throwing references at you, you'll love this, right? And it's do you remember like, Ghostbusters? Do you remember Ghostbusters? Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember Stephen King? Remember it? Like yeah. Remember? Remember it? Because I remember it. So the one that did hook me, even though it does all those things, so it's, I am a little hypocritical by saying this. It's Community. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so yours actually is very similar to my number three, um, but I never, I haven't made it to community yet. Still plenty of quarantine to go down, but I have yet to make it to community. So 
it's got you know uh was it joe McHale, donald glover um who, a couple other people i'm forgetting uh at this time um chevy chase chevy Ch- oh yeah whatever chevy chase <laughs> <laughs> See, he's no what hooked cares. me for the first for the first <laughs> bit like uh right just because a uh, little bit of nostalgia. It was like when I saw Doom Patrol and found out Brendan Fraser was in it. I was like, <gasps> yeah, like, well, Ken, Ken Jong is in it. Who else is in it? There's like um, so many different actresses and there's actors a lot it. of people in it. But really, it's the writing that got me that's get got me hooked. And I didn't know it was the same writer as Rick and Marty, Rick and Morty for a little bit. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um, but I mean, so I guess what is it that puts this above everything else other than like the writing? Is it just the, I like, like you said, the references? No, well, no, no, it's not even that. Well, first of all, there's a paintball episode that's fucking that one was awesome. Uh, <laughs> but for the most part, it's the snappy dialogue. The office mm. has awkward dialogue where it was like, Oh, that's funny, right? Because I like just totally peed on myself or whatever happened. That it's hey, just like, Hey, hold on, what are you talking about? Because yeah. we're talking about a conversation. <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah you can't look at the camera and be like, this is the part where you laugh, remember? It's almost as bad as a laugh track. Almost. Pretty much. Right. Whereas the community is just like, it's just snappy. To- I love snappy dialogue. That's why Ke- I liked Kevin Smith movies for the last time, the the, the, the longest time. Mm-hmm. But it, um, community is so much better, like for the most part of a lot of stuff. It's just a lot of snappy jokes for the, like one right after the other. And it's that's kind of my favorite, I guess, Thing to see for the most part it's just like didn't laugh at that one. Oh, that one got me that one got me it's a that rapid fire me. comedy yeah, where it's yeah. Like, all right they're not gonna be the funniest <laughs> jokes but we're gonna throw so many at you you're gonna get your money's worth yeah okay so community you're number four so that was the thing my number uh, three actually ended up being shows that i caught i actually uh going to key's uh comment i was gonna put it as like a halfway honorable mention but not really, because I did watch The Office. I started on season two, and that wasn't so bad. Uh, Kia here apparently started on season three, and I was like, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I watched all of it. So it's universal to start at season three. Is that what I missed? Two or three. Yeah, two or three. Because <laughs> apparently that first season is like ass. Like, So that was the problem with The Office, and, and I'll get to my number three in a second. But that was the problem with The Office that I had was, one, 2008, I think is when it started, 2009. Different fucking time. Only 10 years ago. Different fucking time. So you have like Michael Scott. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Steve Carell. He's supposed to be like, oh, he's so funny and charming. He's a terrible fucking person. He's a misogynist. <laughs> he's racist. He's not. And like, that's the point. Like uh, Ricky Gervais was uh, you know, playing that character on The Office in the UK. That makes sense for Ricky Gervais because he's that type of asshole. For Michael Scott here, it's like he eventually became a better character. But he was still kind of an insufferable idiot in my eyes. And I, I didn't like him. I never liked Steve Carell. And I love Steve Carell, but I don't like him in that whole role. The other characters were just fine enough to get by and allow me to keep watching it. And 20-minute 20 episode, episodes apiece, you get in the zone. Uh, actually, this kind of goes side by side with my number one. Um, you watch it all and you're like, okay, that was it. Essentially, it's just the big drama of like who's going to hook up with who. It's a it's a it's a novella. That's all it really is. It's just with office tropes. So I was like not into it. It's like who's gonna hook up with who? I don't care. I'm I'm not here for that. Give me tell some jokes. I want it. Um, but my number three, my true number three, was a show I actually did very much enjoy, even though once again a little dated, 
but not so bad. My number three is Parks and Rec. I yeah. enjoyed the shit out of that show. Um, one, obviously, Ron Swanson made my list of sages uh, <laughs> because that character was just so funny to me. All the other characters, uh, Leslie Nope, you got April Ludgate, you got uh, Chris Pratt, who's just like, you know, Chris Pratt. I, I like him. I don't like him as Star-Lord. I know people love Star-Lord. I just didn't like him as I don't like Star-Lord. So it was kind of like watching Star-Lord be just kind of this frumpy idiot guy. But but no, I mean, this show, once again, well-written, a lot of stupid little jokes, um, a lot of small-town jokes that I enjoyed. And I don't know, just watching it in the background, it, I like this, and it was more to my taste than The Office or a couple of the other shows that I was trying to watch and try to get uh, caught on. But this one caught me in the right way, and it makes makes me laugh. And I don't even know what it is. I think it's just the easy watching nature of it. You don't have to try really hard to think Ron Swanson is funny. He's just saying outlandish shit, angry shit all the time, and it makes you laugh. Like, I'm Ron Swanson. (laughs) My name is Ron Swanson, and I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about the miserable, screwed up world of local government. You mustard in your mustache. Don't sass me, Burkus. Like it's just like you have good care. I like the characters a little bit more in that show. They're a little more um, exaggerated than I would say in the office, but it worked to its benefit. Uh, the show was a lot shorter. You have uh, Aziz Ansari in there as well, being an asshole. There, there you go, Arkham. Ron Swanson, man amongst gladiators. Yeah, it's just it's a little more solid as a comedy than the office. Like it's like you were saying, Marcos, less awkward comedy for the sake of it. So my number three, Parks and Rec. JJ, what is your number three? My number three. So this one is sort of like uh, escapism at its purest. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I call First it Persona Five. No, I was no. like uh, uh, VR pornography. I discovered it. Yes, <laughs> with no, surround uh, sound boobs. It's escapism, especially particularly now. Surround sound boobs. That sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Anyway, uh, I I called Paco about two weeks ago, I think, I want to say. And he turned me on to this YouTube channel because he knows that I I like Nintendo and all that stuff. Okay. And he was like, dude, did you know that they're going to build a Nintendo land in Universal? I was like, yeah, bro. Like, where have you been? I've, I've known about this for a while. Right, right. And he was like, well, did you hear about all this other shit that they're going to throw into that park? And I was like, wait, where are you getting all this info from? Oh, bro, there's this YouTube channel called Ordinary Adventures. And it's this couple that just blogs their trips to, like, Disneyland and shit. Uh-huh. And they watched an entire, like, three-hour presentation about what you can expect to find in the Universal Nintendo Land. And they just gave their thoughts on it. Now that they're in quarantine, like a lot of their stuff is just, you know, inside their house, like recreating some Disney uh, recipes and stuff. Uh-huh. But looking through some of their like older content, I'm like, damn, I really want to go to an amusement park, but I can't right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just watching like a kid through a glass, like, oh, I want to go. I want yeah, to yeah, yeah. get it's, out of here. It's one of those things where it's like, I, it's similar to you, I like to have it playing in the background. It's something uh-huh. that I don't really have to put a lot of focus on. So if like I need to 
you know, scrub the floors or clean the dishes or something. I'll just play one of their episodes. Uh-huh. And, I, you know, they just seem like a genuinely nice couple, and I like them. <laughs> oh, my God. So this shit, I, I saw this last night. I almost peed myself laughing. No pun intended, <laughs> JJ. I'm sorry I have to ruin this for you because um, you're talking about Nintendo Land, right? Nintendo Land looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably yeah. not going to be able to fit on anything because I'm 6'4 and large, <laughs> but it's going to be cool to see the facades. So Nintendo of America tweeted, what's this? A sneak peek at the bathrooms for Super Nintendo World at Universal Parks. Feel even more immersed in the Mushroom Kingdom as you water these thirsty piranha plants. <laughs> and so someone rule 34 it. It's clean, but I'm going to read what they're saying. Pee in my mouth. No pee in my mouth. Pee, 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 pee. <laughs> That was the first thing I thought. Is like, I don't want to pee in a piranha plant's mouth. That's not on my list of things to do. It is that just was pretty poor, poorly no, planned. No, no, it it's gross, and it just and it, and it made me laugh very hard. And now I don't want to go to the Super Nintendo World anymore because I have to pee in piranha plant's mouth, and I don't want that to happen. But that being said. I, I will say, realistically, it's a little underwhelming looking, the Super Nintendo world. I'm a little underwhelmed. It's just well, starting, I mean, man. They haven't shown anything that's going to be in the actual park. Like, that's just the app that's going to work like the Harry Potter one, kind of, where it does shit in the park for you. Huh. Um, but they're, like the actual physical land itself hasn't been revealed to the public because it was right. still under construction. It still right. is under construction. Right, but like, uh, I just you know, like if Disney. I wish they would have partnered with Disney instead of Universal. That's just me. I'm a Disney fanboy, but like, I just really wanted. I just, I don't know. I trust Disney with all that stuff. I mean, I like Universal. I just don't like it as much as Disneyland. I've always liked Makes Universal that. more to this yeah, day. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, that's because you guys. Oh no, you don't have access to it here. You have Six Flags. Never mind. But yeah, not it's the- not some sort of local thing. It was just honestly, of all things, it was Nickelodeon Studios being in Universal, and yeah. the Jaws ride is in Universal. <laughs> oh. Right. I, I'm sorry. I'm just like I'm looking at their other like channels and stuff. Like they're talking about the princess and the Flo- uh, princess and the frog going to Splash Mountain. Yeah, they seem like nice people. I'm just looking at them. I'm like, yeah. Like I told you guys, that's the dream. Like you, just, you're there with your girl, making stupid YouTube videos. Thirty-three thousand views in a couple months, or actually a month. Like I don't know how many videos they're putting out, but that's the dream right there, man. That's. I also saw three. An, like an episode of them eating Mexican treats, and I just, I just that humored me because I was like, they're not gonna like any of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I actually found that right now. They're they're very concerned. Oh, they're eating. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they love gancitos. Like all the regular like sweet stuff they actually liked, but all the tamarindo stuff and and like spicy <laughs> stuff. Yeah, they're like mm, that's that's less points from us. <laughs> Salasageti, that's fucking weird. <laughs> it's delicious. I've never had I never liked that that Lucas like sour spicy combo. That's just me. So oh, Universal, you mean Screenland? That key, that key is also a Disney fanboy. Yeah, they don't have rides; they just have big screens where they project things and they move you around in front of it. That's like half bro, the I'm, ride. I'm poor. I've never been to either. I've just <laughs> liked the idea of the Jaws ride. It sounds awesome in my brain, and it's not even there anymore. 
Yeah, I would say Jaws Night and Bear. <laughs> um, uh, the old version of Jurassic Park was stupid. Um, the Mummy apparently is a, the Mummy's a great ride, but I, it's like I, the Mummy. I wouldn't like, go to the Mummy. That wouldn't be like on my top five things of things I must do at Universal. <laughs> no, but they have like Anubises walking around. It's actually kind of cool, but um, and that's the only one with any real thrills. But anyway, Marco, or rather JJ, Ordinary Adventures on YouTube. That's your number three, Marco. What is your number three? So I also fell in love with the new genre of music. Um, it's not as um, whimsical or uh, un- as bardcore, but it's <laughs> math rock. Math rock? I put I already put a link in it to my favorite math rock band, which is Covet. Okay, well, uh, math Well, math rock showed up and it gave me 311, which was one of my picks. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I want. Let me see. What is math rock? So rock, technically, for the most part, is seen as blues being a foundation. This is you completely took the blues off and just put jazz. It has and then it has a lot of heavy Asian influences when you see, when you hear it, um, like kind of like the meatily, 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 meatily of it. Oh, You'll see it. The meatly strings. Let me, OK, when you're saying like take out the, the blues or take out the jazz. You're taking out the blues and then you just have the jazz. Like it's not the dun 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 dun. It's just the all the like it almost seems improvised while she's playing. Well, let's take a listen. Um, let's skip ahead a little bit. Huh. I'm very vexed by it because it's mellow, but also kind of intense. Like you said, kind of random. Yeah. You know what? Let me go. Let me find one Covet intro that it's like this will Sam will find this charming if I, if I can find because I don't know the names of the songs because when I listen to the album, they just kind of bleed into each other. For well, yeah, it's just way. like, yeah, I get, like you were saying, like that. We're, we're not all musicians. None of us are musicians. JJ, are you a musician? You play JJ music, is a right? musician, actually. Yeah, you're a musician. Yeah. But me and Marcos, we, we're not musicians. I don't, I'm not even a real big fan of music. I wouldn't even say I'm that. Marco, you are <laughs> definitely a fan of music. Um, that, yeah, it's interesting. I'm going I'm to play a little bit more in the background while you look where you're looking, but like. It's also Japanese and, like you said, Asianic influences. No, she's just Asian. She's oh. American as fuck. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> I'm potentially racist. It happens. <laughs> and I apologize for it. And JJ died in the, in the meantime, so. <laughs> He'll be back. He'll be back. He's just. He went. He ran out to buy a COVID album. Jackie Benson <laughs> is actually from Austin, and she's yeah. probably one of the best uh, COVID. I mean, not math rock type persons. But I didn't know it was math rock at that time. It's just a genre that I've fallen for more as I've had more time to look it up for the most part. Right. Um, so, did you find the song that you were looking for? Not yet. Let me see if I tried COVID. The band. Is it COVID nineteen? God damn it! It's everywhere, Nero. Yeah, of course it's called Nero. Let's see here, uh, COVID. It's just the intro because it's inspired by Street Fighter. Oh god damn! That's that's all you had to say. <laughs> Let's take a listen. 
You had say less, Marcos. Say less. I'm gonna crush your bones. You will pay for your insolence. <laughs> Come on. You know what? That's probably how I'd define it for the most part. It's like the the music you'd hear in Capcom Marvel versus Capcom 2. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me see if I can do this real quick. Hold on. So let me set it up real quick. Okay, JJ's back. He'll enjoy this. So uh JJ, you missed the beginning of this song, uh Nero by COVID. And Marcus just said it sounds like the beginning of a Capcom fighting game song. So uh, let me go ahead and do a little bit of uh, Capcom versus SNK2 for a second. And this battle is about to explode. Fight! You win. That's awesome. I like that a lot. That I mean, I was it was like you take away the blues, you can't take away the blues, <laughs> you can't take away it, and then you, you take it away. It's like oh, it's not bad. Well, that is your now. We now this whole podcast is copyright infringed, but that is your number three. Math. I mean, rock. why is it called I've, math rock? That's weird. I have no idea where it came from because it's gen- technically a genre of music started in 1979. But it like faded away afterwards. I don't know. Maybe it's because um, the way Asian people play music, it's literally a mathematic formula. Right. It's a ma- it's a style of progressive and indie rock with roots and bands such as King Crimson and Rush, as well as 20th century minimal music composers such as Steve Reich. Math rock is characterized by complex atypical rhythmic structures, including irregular stopping and starting, counterpoint, all odd time signatures, angular melodies, and extended, often dissonant chords. It bears similarities to post rock. Which is a form of experimental rock character that focuses on exploiting textures and timber over traditional rock songs, riffs. Uh, they don't give any examples of anybody that we would know about. So, well, they said rock, Rush. Yeah, no, I, I meant rush. for, I meant for, uh, what was it? Alt rock, oh. post rock. Anyway, so that's your number three. My number two, my number two is kind of a cheat, but it's not really because there's actual reference points because I watched it when I didn't have an apartment these shows and then i watched it when i had an apartment and i had a kitchen of my own and then i went to fucking town so my number two is covid discoveries i discovered that i love baking and cooking so that's the actual pick (laughs) but if we're gonna relay it to a tv show or anything like that uh this one's actually gonna be on netflix it's actually a tv show based off of a movie starring the director and all of the foods he made on the show, or rather on the movie, my number three, I'm sorry, my number two is starting with this one, The Chef Show with uh, John Favreau from the movie Chef. So all it is really is Jean Favreau, the director of countless movies, Iron Man, uh, The Lion King, uh, a bunch of other things. He goes around with Chef Roy Roy Choi, 
who made uh, the Koji beef uh, tacos in K-Town in L.A. Very most one of the most popular taco trucks. He's kind of the guy who started the new uh, popularity of taco trucks. And he's just this Korean dude who was one of the um, the counseling chefs on the movie Chef. So he taught John Favreau how to cut, how to do all these different things. And so all they do is just go to different cities. They even come to Austin and they just make certain things. They'll invite a celebrity. They're like, okay, I'm going to show you how to make something and we're just going to do it. And they don't really have a script. There's really no, um, there's no real like instructions. They're not really showing you how to make these things. They're just kind of doing it. They give you the ingredients and that's it. And there's like, yeah, just put some stuff in here. Yeah. Just, you know, kind of eyeball it, whatever. It's the most unorthodox cooking show but all it does is make you go i want to fucking make that and then he has interesting guests he has like uh robert denny jr tom holland uh the russos and like kevin feige at a table and they're just talking shit while they're eating delicious food they, i mean obviously here this is the first episode of seth rogan that you have uh they just have a bunch of different people and then this show developed into another love because they had a guy named uh i think it's david chang and on Netflix as well. Wow, I, I put Ugly Chang. That's not what I meant. So the show. <laughs> what were you Googling earlier, sir? <laughs> no, so the show is called Ugly Delicious, starring David oh, Chang. Yeah. And I watched that back to back because David Chang was a guest on, on the chef show. And so this guy also is, is an accomplished chef in his own right. And then he goes and he finds places and tries to discover certain things about food. Um, he, like, he went to um, the South and was watching people make Viet Cajun food. So it was Vietnamese Cajun food that only exists in the South, but that was only because Vietnamese uh, refugees and people came to the South, made their own food, but then you can't take it back and people don't really call it Vietnamese food. Like he goes through the whole cultural thing of it and, all sorts of countless things. Actually, speaking of which, that's this the shot right there. One of those places at Burnett, and I haven't tried it. Now yeah. yeah, no, and it looks amazing, but he kind of gives you the whole history of it. So a combination of learning how to cook, learning techniques, then seeing people uh, like celebrities like Robert Rodriguez apparently makes delicious cauliflower pizzas. Like enough where like I think it was Benicio Del Toro was like, just keep making them. Like line them up. <laughs> like, like he was like, yeah, Benicio Del Toro came and ate like 20 of my handmade pizzas because he has like a, a robert Rodriguez has a brick oven in his in his kitchen so like you just find these little quirks with all the people they're interviewing and like the foods they like and some of their history and all that did was just make me want to start cooking and so i obviously if you guys watch my instagram uh if you guys watch the youtube channel i'm making like i was frescas i'm making like sourdough bread i'm making a bunch of food like uh, asian food in a wok and uh chowder i'm making all sorts of delicious things because i have the time and i had the inspiration to learn how to cook from uh, ugly delicious and the chef show so that's my number two cooking slash baking i actually made churros today so that was a new thing i discovered that i can make and now i'm gonna be 500 pounds so <laughs> jj what is your number two? <laughs> My number two is also cooking, but whereas you went like the serious, you know, John Favreau, like Oscar nominated route, I went the completely other way and went way more cartoony with it. I've been watching Mythical Kitchen on YouTube. <laughs> Mythical Kitchen, okay. Yes. So the there's several hosts on it. The primary one is that guy, Chef Josh. He's wacky as fuck. I like him. I love okay. them, but a m bunch of the stuff that they make are just like 
off the ball recipes like pulled pork Twinkies they made of flaming hot <laughs> flaming what? hot pop tarts. <laughs> like what is happening? Uh what is this? A $309 famous bowl from KFC? Yeah. <laughs> they made cursed charms alternate snacks taste test. What is <laughs> They the also remake, oh my, yeah, yeah. They also remake like discontinued food. The volcano taco episode was really good because, I mean, the volcano taco was just a red taco, right? Like there, there was no spice or seasoning inside the actual taco shell. It wasn't uh-huh. like the, it was a precursor to the Doritos Locos taco. There was no Dorito seasoning on it, right? What made it was the was the lava sauce that came in with the taco. It was a right. cross promotion with the taco. Right. And they crack the code and they make their own fucking lava sauce. And I'm like, if all I need to take from this is the fucking sauce, I'll, I'll do this. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I don't need to go through the entire process of, you know, like making the fucking taco shell red or anything. I just also, want sauce. Also, you want to know what is like, speaking of the, the volcano nacho taco, whatever the fuck. Uh-huh. So of these stupid commercials that they have for Taco Bell, for some reason, my brain was like, I'm going to watch this commercial. I noticed the guy talking and go, that guy's going to be famous someday. And I was like, wait a minute. Why am I thinking this? Like, this is such a weird thought to have. I'm like, I don't know, 17, 18. But if you guys, let's see if you can recognize the guy from the new Volcano Nachos commercial. Whoa. What are those like? I'll tell you what they're like. You ever been face down in lava? <laughs> Getting ambushed by jalapenos? Your tongue's burning. But you get so crazy. Was he already doing stand-up at this time or something? Does he do stand-up? Like, I feel like everybody on a Comedy Central show does stand-up. So, no, that was the thing. He was just getting started. I think he may have had a 30-minute special, maybe. But it's Adam Devine from Workaholics. This is pre-Workaholics. And the thing was... I actually saw him do stand up in college where he referenced the fact that he was from the, the volcano taco commercial. And I was like, I recognize you from that. Like my, my brain just misunderstood it, but, but back, AJ, back to your, back to your pick mythical kitchen, uh, yeah. recreating the discontinued arch deluxe burger. Like it was the burger for adults. <laughs> I'm just like, go, I'm just going through it. A $420 stuffed crust pizza? Like, what is he doing? I'm going to watch this. This shit, like, I've been watching Binge with Babish. Like, this is right up my alley of just, like... No, yeah, that was, that was my thing, too. Like, I love Babish and everything. Um, uh-huh. But sometimes I, like, I mean, he was the only dude I was watching. And, like, after a while, it's like, okay, dude, like, I get it. Um, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna find greener pastures now because you're you're traveling down a road where like I'm not gonna find this ingredient. So <laughs> so let me move the fuck. Let me mosey, and <laughs> I I would just and so like eventually, because uh, I didn't start off you know just watching Mythical Kitchen. Uh, I was searching you know just like random recipes, and then the algorithm was like, oh, so you just want cooking shows here? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it hit the money with Mythical Kitchen. Uh, during the quarantine, actually, when it first started, um, they rolled back some of the silliness. <clears throat> and they did more, like, I guess, grounded <laughs> episodes where sure. it was just it was just like, oh, this is like three ways that you can cook chicken breast and not make it taste like a bicycle seat. Like, okay. give it some actual <laughs> flavor. <laughs> right, right. Um, and one of the ones that I really liked that they did was... Uh, 
three like ramen alternate recipes. And uh-huh. basically what they did was he just they just treated ramen like pasta with like pasta noodles. Right. So he made a French onion soup. Yeah, ramen. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this right now. It's like French onion ramen. That sounds awesome. Yeah, he made a cacio pepe ramen and he made a ramen salad. French French onion ramen sounds like that Cajun Vietnamese thing that <laughs> Wait, Sam was up. talking about. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. Like, then, oh. yeah. yeah, okay. So, I mean, I, I'm going to go watch this tonight. That's what I'm watching tonight. I needed another cooking show, and these are about 20 minutes long. I can dig it. Yeah. So number two, Mythical Kitchen. I like that. All right, Marco, what is your number two? My number two is a little bit of a cheat uh, in the sense that it's mm. two things, but it's still one. Uh, I'm going to call it Scottu Network and Friends. <laughs> <laughs> You've been posting a lot. You've been well, lo- I, posting a lot. I've literally fell in love with this dude's content over the time. Because at first I was like, he's just making a ska song out of like everything, whatever. That's cute. That's a thing. Right. And then um, I started following him on Instagram, and he started doing like the Sunday sessions type thing, right. where he actually is really smart. Like he's made. He can. He has a master's in music. Like he goes to Florida <laughs> State. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, um, he marched in marching band. Like, he talks about that all the time. Uh-huh. And, I mean, if you watch enough of those videos, you know that he can play multiple instruments. Well, let's take a look real quick. He would like to play. <laughs> I get that reference. <laughs> oh, it's also not obvious he's a giant nerd. Like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, Marcos, I don't this know if you know this. Getting a subscription from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Marcos, this is a fun fact about me. I think this is uh, me and you's biggest overlap when it comes to. Um, when it comes to music is that so the reason why I like ska was because my brother-in-law was in a ska band when I was like, uh, I think I met him when I was like 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. So like I got really into ska when he was like, here, listen to like cake, listen to uh real big fish, listen to like all, listen to us. Right. So I'm listening to like Bay area ska and I'm like, this is amazing. He's a rock star. He's not a rock star, but I thought he was for a little <laughs> bit. And so like, I have this like, like it kind of seeped in because I was like, I like horns. Obviously, I listened to mariachis growing up. So then that kind of went to like horns. Horns can be whimsical. Fucking punk rock and guitars. And then Tony Hawk came out and then everything was like punk and Scott. So like that's where that love. And then I played football. All you listen to is hard rock and punk and metal and shit. So like it's great. I'm just listening to more. <laughs> you know me. Yeah, this this is awesome. I should be listening to him a long time ago. So, <laughs> the reason it's a kind of a double pick is uh, so over those sessions, he talks about. Uh, so he's signed to a record label called mm-hmm. Bad Time Records, and I kind of got into them as well because. Uh, so you just talked about the. Uh, so this is actually a problem that happens in every genre. Mm-hmm. Like when I booked Ray for a concert in Lubbock, uh, I was working as a bartender at that bar. And I was like, hey, you should come check out this. Um, come back for a concert. Uh, my friend that's coming to play, he was voted the best rapper in, in Austin. 
Mm-hmm. And he, the dude that I was telling this to was like, oh, only in Austin, huh? Well, I don't know. That doesn't sound that great. Wow. And <laughs> First of all, the guy, that guy's a dickhead. Whatever. <laughs> Beyond well, that. But just when it comes to music, it is something that happens a lot where it's like <laughs> uh, people don't show up for the openers. They're like, fuck those guys. I just want to show up to see uh, Freebird or whatever it is. Right, right. So n- it happens in every genre, but ska is probably the most held back where it's like, I don't want to listen to a new band. I'm going to listen to Real Big Fish for the millionth time. Right. <laughs> and um, so right. the guys used to play. No, they still play in a band called Kill Lincoln, which has a new album coming out next month. But mm-hmm. he's like, bro, I'm having a bad time playing with all these other bands because no one. I He was he said he tells this story about like he was talking to um, he doesn't give the name of the band because he's very political. But it's like. He's like, hey, oh, that's a cool shirt. Um, Kill Lincoln, like, um, you guys must be, where'd you get that shirt? And then he's like, bro, we just opened for you today. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. So he started his own record label called Bad Time Records. Uh And that's, so I'm really into, like, all the bands that are on it for the most part. And the reason I chose the song that I sent to you for the most part is so she's in a band called Catbite. Uh, which is pretty amazing. He's in um, We We Are the Union uh, mm-hmm. when he's not doing Scott to Network stuff. But overall, just the overall melody for this, because he he did a he or he might still be doing a whole series of doing Cartoon Network type, uh, like the songs, but in ska versions. Uh-huh. Okay. And even though I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Over the Wall. Like I just really fell in love with this song. Let's take a look. A is for the apple that he gave to me, but I found the world inside. B is for beloved that I called to him before he left my side. And C, see what he did that day. Did it to poor old me. How could I be such an emotional fool? F. G is for the gentleman I thought he was when he first said hi. H. I. J is for the joker that is Jimmy B. The man who made me cry. That's to C and K. Well, you know it's just not okay. By the way, I know he's like you want to like be his best friend because he has a Streetlight Manifesto poster and an Adventure Time poster right next to each other. And a Space Jam poster. And a Space Jam poster. <laughs> and a Shira poster. And Bebop. The... That's a Cowboy Bebop poster above the Space Cow- Jam. Cowboy <laughs> Bebop poster. Uh, and uh, Guga away, if I can read that correctly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. One is the number of men I've loved. And two is the times I'll say it's you. It's you. Three is the number of days you've been gone, but it feels like four times two. You know what pisses me off the most about this is that not only is he musically gifted and talented, he's also a fucking great editor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he talked about that in one of his sessions. He was like, uh, unlike a lot of other music losers out there, I I am certified in Adobe Premiere. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, and like and he's like there's other clips where he's like bouncing around, he's playing all in the same room and shit. So he's already editing that, you know. 
it's it's very upsetting that there's something it's like how come i haven't made it yet one i'm not putting in the effort and two jesus christ people like that exist <laughs> just play every instrument record every instrument and like he's like it's like looks like a two-bedroom apartment it looks like but god damn it he's making the most of it like i can even see his editing bay right there he's like recording everything live <laughs> makes me mad i give up <laughs> so, there's actually so, four of him multiple man he's just quadruplets he's just lying <laughs> i i wish i was quadruplets um so i guess that brings me so you're number two scott two network and friends that brings me to my number one and my number one is is kind of the overarching thing for all of my lists because um in between Twitter takes, in between slowed down reverb music, uh, watching Parks and Rec, and watching cooking shows, I somehow managed to put into quarantine times 135 hours in about, I would say, a month and a half or two hour, uh, two months on this game that I had never played once before. Um, so the biggest thing about this game was that one I... I'd never <laughs> Persona Five. I had never heard of it before, and I was like, "Okay, what's the big deal?" Because a new version of this game was coming out, so I was like, "All right, you know what?" This is still sounding I mean, like Persona Five a lot. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's the thing: Persona Five is anime. I don't fuck with anime like that. You guys know, and I, even though you guys have made me want to play Persona Five because of this, but my number one. 135 hours of gameplay for a game I'd never played prior. Um, thanks and shout outs to Martin Thomas. Also, fuck you to Martin Thomas for giving me a Nintendo Switch. My number one is Animal Crossing New Horizons because, <laughs> oh my God, I have put so much time into this goddamn game, building things, frauding the system by using time travel, trying to find a beard because I couldn't make my character look like mine without a beard, uh, building houses, building projects, cliffs. I'm going deep sea diving. I'm catching sharks. I'm going to like the future winter. I've actually never gone to the winter months, but I'm going to, like the winter months to get certain bugs and shit. I went like, lack of a better term, balls deep in this goddamn game. I had never got enthralled in a game like this since the back-to-back session that was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And Red Dead Redemption when I got broken up with a couple years ago. Like, <laughs> I got broken up with, like, right before Black Friday. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to buy Red Dead Redemption and, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Assassin's Creed Odyssey has 60 or 70 hours of gameplay. I beat it in, like, a week and a half. It was embarrassing. And then Red Dead I beat after I got back from the holiday. And that was also great. But this game just brought... What the hell happened? It's frozen. There we go. Brought the noise when it came to these stupid characters and the stupid hats. Tons of customization on like the shirts. So you guys know I had to give him a Mexican shirt, Mexican hat. I got him a Raider jersey and shit. I'm over here. <laughs> I'm over, I did. I seriously, I handmade a Raider jersey in the game. It looks fucking awesome. It's like a Marshawn Lynch jersey, a Derek Carr jersey, all of it. Uh, Raider hat. I actually have that up. So if you actually look up my gamer code or if you look up certain things, you can find shit that I've made. I've given back to the community. Um, it's so dumb. And now because my nieces have Animal Crossing on their Switch, I've actually been able to play with them on their island, and they're insane because it's like drugs. Like they're little kids and they're addicted to it. So I understand. So like when my niece is talking about like, you know, stop picking all the weeds because I need to play the money so I could get the house so I can get the debt. It was just like 
I understand your pain, children. Now I can communicate with you on a whole new level. So not only is it giving me great joy by being outside simulator because I can't go outside during quarantine times, it's also bringing me closer to my family, which is nice. Um, so that's why it's my number one, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, also, one other thing, um, since millennials are all poor and we, we don't really have inheritance or anything like that, since I was able to game the system, I made like five million fucking bells in the game. And so I gave them all a $500,000 inheritance. So that way they can upgrade their home. They can invest in the stock market. They can do a lot of things in the game. And I felt like a great uncle for doing that. So, <laughs> I was like, here you go, my children. $500,000 in the first month of the game, you're going to be a fucking brilliant brilliant entrepreneur make me proud until they under like until three all three of them there's three siblings until they get terraforming and then they realize that they could just redo and undo and fuck up each other's island to where it's just no longer acceptable and that's going to be a fun conversation to have but until then my number one animal crossing new horizons I just got, I wonder real quick. Let me see. Does Scott to network? Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if they do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His merchandise even has um, characters from. The- I love this. You guys get to witness this. Subscribe. The other one, JJ, Mythical Kitchen. Yeah. Mythical Ninja. Mythical Kitchen. Subscribe. There we go. That is my number one. JJ, what is your number one? So my number one is also kind of a cheat, like Mark's, where it's it's Legion because it is many. Uh, <laughs> um, so I kind of rediscovered a podcast that I used to watch and listen to way back in the year, I don't know, 2014, I want to say 2015, way back, yeah, so, um, it also actually ties into my number five. Uh, as I mentioned then, I am a fan of the animes. So, no. <laughs> um, the guys that ran Toonami, or still do actually run Toonami on Cartoon Wait, Tom? Network. Just Tom? N- not Tom. <laughs> the guys are... that built Tom. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, hosted, a po- or still do actually, host a podcast on the Adult Swim app where it's called Toonami Preflight, and they actually have a similar format to us where they'll pick a topic and then they'll pick things that are, they'll talk about, you know, some of the things they like mm-hmm. about that topic. But one key difference is that theirs is always, you know, kind of generally tied to anime since it's, they're the Toonami show. Right. right? So... Um, I had stopped listening or watching rather because it was it was on the Adult Swim app. It's a video stream, mm-hmm. um, 
because it was a live stream. And if you missed the live stream back then, they didn't archive it. So uh -huh. if I just like missed like three weeks, I was like, ah, I'm, I'm out, I'm done. Like, <laughs> right. there's no way I can watch these anymore. Um, so I had stopped watching it and stopped, well, there wasn't an audio format of it, so I couldn't listen to it to begin with. That was another like roadblock. Right. Um, but with the quarantine and it being like five years since then, I was like, maybe now that Spotify is like sort of overtaking the entire music industry and the entire podcasting industry, maybe it'll, and sure enough, it was. And I was like, I'm going to be home alone a lot. I might as well <laughs> listen to this. So I started, I, I listened to like their back catalog and stuff. And one very cool thing that I found was that they started doing, uh, talking about the, the top like 25 or top 100 anime movies of all time mm -hmm. as rated by Paste Magazine. Right. And that was sort of the format that they took for the longest time. It's like, we're going to talk about this movie this week. And here are three, you know, things related to that movie like uh what are your favorite you know love stories because they watched a uh, fucking your name or something right, right. <laughs> or a time travel movie because they watched right, right. your name um fuck i need to watch the sequel <laughs> your last <laughs> name <laughs> so so here's the thing there was this movie or it is this movie called perfect blue mm-hmm it's very famous, um, but it was it came out around like the late '90s and early 2000s, uh -huh. and any anime from like that era was impossible to find, or if you could find it, it was ridiculously expensive. Right. And Perfect Blue was one of those, and it had been on my watch list forever because it's one of the more influential animes that you've like never heard of or never seen. Because. Uh -huh. Darren Aronofsky loves the shit out of it. Right. And he, any chance he gets to rip it off, he does. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I finally watched it because I was listening to Preflight and they were like, they, they eventually got to that movie because it was on the top 100. And they were like, yeah, this movie was kind of hard to find for the longest time, but they recently re released it on Blu ray. And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> Why didn't anyone tell me where the fuck were you guys last month? I would have bought it. Right. So By the way, I'm showing, I'm showing clips of how Darren Aronofsky is just stealing from, yeah. from this, this movie. <laughs> uh, Wrecking for a Dream. Uh, this is Black Swan. Uh, a couple other things, but like, continue, JJ. I'm sorry. But, but yeah, so since I started re-listening to, to Preflight and everything, and now that I have time, I've actually been hunting down a lot of these movies and series that they've been talking about that have been re-released since, uh, you know, the last time I listened to them. Mm -hmm. Because as, you know, as time goes on, anime is becoming more and more mainstream. So a lot of stuff from back then is getting re-released and, yeah. But but yeah, it's just like since I, I don't really keep up with anime news, like as surprising as that is, I didn't have my finger on the pulse for the re-release of Perfect Blue. Right. But these guys, that's their business. So they, <laughs> they have to. And sort right, of right. like listening to them has kind of re 
help me rediscover these movies or finally discover these movies and finally watch them. Right, right, right. So your number one is just old anime. Is that what it is? Uh, if I would have That's to a twofer. tsunami pre-flight yeah i would say tsunami pre-flight and then that leads into old anime hey guys uh translate (laughs) 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 what did he call me marcus uh i don't think he called you anything really it's more like he's hitting on you yeah. Oh. What do you say? What do you say? I can't read Spanish. <laughs> I won't be a clown to make you laugh, but I will be a clown to make you happy. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> Rodolfo <laughs> Pachome. <laughs> he's hitting <laughs> Arkham. He's hitting. <laughs> I'll take it. Well, that's so... <laughs> a first. Um. Marco, what's your number one before I get embarrassed? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's going to blush in the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I don't know. So, I feel like Corona is three parts right now. Like, there was the... um, Tiger King intro. (laughs) The Tiger King intro, which was kind of fun because it was like... Well, I can't see my friends, but I got money coming, like that first Trump check. Um, And I got more time to watch TV. Like, everything's great. Right. And and then it um, took a dark turn in about May. Like, Black Lives Matter kind of, like, changed what the overall atmosphere for the country was. Which was, oh, shit. No, this ain't no fucking joke. We got shit to do because people are still getting their fucking asses kicked. Even though we're supposed to be staying inside being good, black people are still getting their asses kicked. So we got to fight for this shit because I ain't got a job. I ain't got food on the table and I don't got rent. So what the fuck else am I going to do other than fight the power? And um, so, yeah, let's go with that. And then right now we're in the third part, which is just like the really like if it's if this is a movie, this is the really dark, depressing part where the sensei is like, no, fuck you. You didn't listen to my teachings or you didn't listen to not Corona. Right. Um, and now you're just going to you're on your own. Fuck you. Get get out of my door. Like, that's where we are right now. That kind <laughs> of like dark, like. You're right. <laughs> so even though it's a quick turnaround, we're in the part of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory where he's like, "You stole fizzy lifting drink. Now I gotta disinfect the goddamn roof. You lose. Good face. Exactly that part Christ of the movie. Good day. And like, no, but then that part of the day, and then that just continues on for four months. Uh, <laughs> There's probably I different. Said we were still on the fucking raft. <laughs> oh my god don't bring it up that's one of my there, favorites of all time unfortunately this isn't a movie that has a kind of climax and uh, like it's not going to be broken down into three parts because election season is definitely going to make this four or five parts at the very least no shit <laughs> but um well, real quick, I, I consider this now as the just survive phase. <laughs> And I say that as Robert Downey Jr. as Captain Sergeant Lincoln Osiris from Tropic Thunder. Survive! After you've got shot in ten times in the chest, but whatever. Um, so. so my number one is more in line with that second phase, and it's something that everybody told me was amazing, and I didn't – I created all these excuses to not watch it, mostly not having HBO or having a re- way to watch HBO, and it's Watchmen. 
Ooh. The Watchmen series. I just said fuck it one day, like because we have more money. So I just bought the series on Amazon for twenty five bucks, and I was an idiot in the sense that I bought it a month before it was free on Hulu. But <laughs> right, but now it's I, yours forever. But now it's mine forever. It's not on Hulu today, and it's fucking amazing. And there's so many things that it was like. This was really made like seven months before all the craziness that just happened. Like this, well, not made because it was premiered, but it's it's like the cops are wearing masks. Like everything about it is still (laughs) very bombing back communities because it was the Tulsa bombings, right? That's what it was based in. Uh, No, that's like the first part of the movie. No. Well, it's definitely, yeah, yeah, you know, it's the first part. It's the opening scene. And yeah. it does take place in Tulsa, which, on that note, Hooded Justice would be my number one costume ever. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, everything about this, this, the way the dialogue plays out is um, the way everything plays out is amazing. Even the way it ends. Like, I don't want a season two. Please don't give me a season two. It had the perfect ending. Damn, you're making me really want to watch it after watching the movie, which was okay. The movie is bad. If you thought the movie better. was okay, this is going to literally knock your underwear off like your forehead. Like because because the movie was interesting. That was the thing. So if it plays off of that interesting portion, then I can go with it. There's Hood of Justice, by the way. It's oh man, I can't ruin it for you. The way you'll know the moment. So the first time that Hooded Justice appears in the um, in the TV show, or the first time he really appears canonically, mm-hmm. you'll understand why it's my favorite like costume ever. Well, it's a guy with a big uh, collar on his cape and a noose around his neck. So already kind of i'm ready it's a white guy too i can see from the eyes so i'm already kind of nervous about the subtext <laughs> of it but we will see i kind of want to see it though you made it real see uh, real interesting by the way uh juan solo i think they confirmed there's no season two for hbo's watchmen so yeah the writer just was pissed off but for a little bit <laughs> hbo was like well we need a new game of thrones. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding man no kidding talk about shitting the bed we never really talked about game of thrones but god damn I'm so glad I never watched a real episode of that show. I watched a couple of the ending uh, episodes, especially I watched the last episode, not knowing what the fuck was happening, but everyone was so mad. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Watchmen is better. Watchmen is better. I can confidently say this as someone who's never seen Game of Thrones as well. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, that is it, everybody. That is our top five for... The evening. This is the top five Corona finds. I'm gonna list off my top five that I, for some reason, uh, can't pull up right now. I'm not wearing a mask. You can let me in my phone. Phone. All right. So I fucked up the first two, but my number five is Twitter. I discovered Twitter during the quarantine. Number four, uh, slowed down and reverbed music, particularly the weekends after hours album. My number three is Parks and Recreation. My number two is Cooking and Baking and My Love for Them, sponsored by The Chef Show and Ugly Delicious on Netflix. And my number one is Animal Crossing. Fuck yeah. JJ, what is your top five? My top five manga, specifically the Shonen Jump app. If you like it, download it. Uh, number four, The Assassination of Gianni Versace. It's on Netflix. Uh, 
Number three, Ordinary Adventures, the YouTube channel. Uh, they're a travel blog. They also have some recipes on there now because of quarantine. Uh, number two, Mythical Kitchen. Really, really cool off-the-wall recipes. And my number one is Toonami Preflight and helping me rediscover old animes. Uh, side note, Perfect Blue fucking traumatized me. Oh, no. <laughs> Was it better or worse than a Darren Aronofsky movie? Uh, better. Well, uh, hmm. I They're still like the wrestler a lot. But, <laughs> but, but Requiem for a Dream fucked me up for a little bit, like when I watched yeah, it. Perfect it Blue kind of hit that 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 aspect of it, that feeling that I got from Requiem for a Dream, where it's like, oh man, this could happen. It Perfect Blue kind of hit that for me, um, which is weird because it's about you know a young Japanese pop idol, but I guess that's what I am inside. A beautiful young Japanese pop idol. <laughs> well, as long as there was no ass to ass in the movie, I think we're okay. I there think was not, but there was a scene that was like kind of the way it was shot, I guess. The way it was composed made it like kind of hard for me to watch it. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. oh no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Well, let's say, oh, yeah, to Marco's top five. Marco, what's your top five? Uh, number five is TikTok. Number four is Nat's What I Reckon cooking show. Number three is Asuka's uh, YouTube channel where she just eats Mexican candy. Uh, Number two is Edward staring at me through Facebook Live. And number one is the one time I tried online poker. Did you actually do that first one? Uh, All those things are... Wait, what was number five again? I'm sorry, the first one I meant to say, online poker. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Emo uh, asked me to download poker, and then me, him, and Leroy and Paco had like a poker night on our phones. Uh, We only did it once because with us being in three different time zones, it's actually not very easy to coordinate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, for the record, your number five was social distance concerts. Your number four was community. Your number three was math rock. Your number two was Scott Two Network. And your number one was Watchmen series. And a dog. He found the queen is here. He found a dog. Well, in the meantime, while he's hugging that dog, you can find me on Twitter at the Mexcellence, where I'm on there a bunch. You can follow me at the Mexcellence on all forms of social media. And you can find me at mexmerch.com. Get a hat like this. Get a shirt, not like this, but much better. The excellence on all forms of social media. Find me, love me, add me, tag me, all those things. JJ, where can they find you? They can find me at J on Instagram or at supersaya underscore J on Twitter or just search JJ Morales. The cell show up. And lastly, Marco, where can they find you? Bark, 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 McBarkin, Barkin, JL Marco 62, everything. Bark, bark, <laughs> bark, Barkin. Not going to lie, that's kind of adorable. Anyway, <laughs> um, let me see if I can go back real quick. Uh, we need some. We started off with uh, Bardcore introductions. Let me go back to the Scottoo Network cover because I didn't have any music this time around. So we're going to go ahead and finish everything up with a little bit of Scottoo Network's Animal Crossing. Goodbye, everybody. Everybody, goodbye. Everybody, goodbye. Everybody, goodbye. Goodbye.